Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Good morning, everyone. It is 9 a.m. Monday, February 26, 2024. We are going to get started with our Community Benefits Oversight Committee, the first of many. So we'll go ahead and get started with roll call. And I will take that. Now, and I will go in alphabetical order, Reverend Mark Blue. Present. Tony Kennedy. Present. Present. Rhonda Frederick is not here. Franchelle Hart is not here. Sean Mulligan, not here. Penny Samaya, that is me, present. Todd Starwitz. Present. Mo Sambundu. Present. Maria White. Present. All right. So we have roll call and we have an established quorum. Oh, wonderful. All right. Sean Mulligan. <laughs> All right. Well, um, first, before we get started, I do want to establish just a few ground rules to help us um, with the meeting flow and ensure that we have a productive meeting. Um, one, we intend to stick to our agenda. Um, although the committee reserves a right to omit certain agenda items or address items out of order, 
Also, since we do not have an elected chair, which will be addressed at the committee's uh, meeting or future meeting, I volunteer to assume as the responsible uh, responsibility of directing all comments for purposes of the first meeting. Um, also, we do have a open comment section and portion on our agenda today. We do want to make sure that we establish rules that heckling will not be allowed. And during the public comment section, we do have a three minute limitation, which will be assisted by um, one of our county representatives um, to maintain that time. Um, I'll pause there and just open for discussion of the board. Motion to approve ground rules. So moved. Second. All right. So be it. Ground rules have been approved. All right. Moving on to the item number two, a discussion of the overview and role and purpose of the Community Benefits Agreement and Community Benefits Oversight Committee, pursuant to the Community Benefits Agreement dated March 29th, 2023. So uh, for the board and anyone present, I'll read from sections page five, section two of the background and purpose of the community benefits agreement. This agreement has been developed to ensure participation by all segments of the local community in the economic opportunities available in connection with the design, construction, maintenance, and operation of the new stadium being developed by the developer. This agreement will, among other things, A, require workforce inclusion and diversity in the project, B, address prevailing wage and living wage requirements, C, enhance supplier diversity and provide county business priority for suppliers and vendor contracts, E, support affordable housing, food and security, educational access, social justice and mental health initiatives in the county, F, provide the commitments to local, civic and other organizations G, further developers, further the developers cooperation in the economic development of the county and H, further the de developers commitment to support youth and community programs in the county. That is the background and purpose of the community benefits agreement. Open for any discussion. I read it very carefully multiple times over. I'm excited to be engaged in a purpose as that one. I recognize that this remains one of the strongest community benefits agreements in the NFL. I really applaud the state and the county and the bills for having negotiated it in the first place. And I'm super excited about our work. Thank you, Maria. We are very excited as well. Any additional comments? I just want to ensure uh, that we uphold this agreement, uh, the purpose. Um, we've had agreements before with different entities and they have not been upheld. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanna make sure that in my service to this committee to oversight that we stick to the purpose and not stray. Yes, thank well, you, Reverend. Well said. Yes. In addition to section two, I will also read from section four, specific to the Community Benefits Oversight Committee, and that will be 
for section D and E. I'm sorry, page, 11, or page 10, I'm gonna go to four, and I'll read sections A and B, and then move on to sections D and C. The Community Benefits Oversight Committee's Empire, uh, I'm sorry, Erie County Stadium Corporations and the county shall, in consultation with the developer, create a Community Benefits Oversight Committee, the CBOC. The CBOC shall consist of nine members, four appointed by the county as follows, two by the county executive and two by the chair of the legislature, two appointed by ECSC, and three appointed by the developer. The chair of the CBOC shall be elected by the membership of the CBOC. Each member of the CBOC must have the education, experience, and skills necessary to effectively execute the duties and responsibilities of a member of the CBOC. Members of the CBOC are not entitled to receive any compensation for serving as a member of the CBOC. The CBOC shall meet at regularly scheduled intervals, including an annual public hearing, and or at the call of the chair at a public setting to discuss community priorities. The CBOC shall post its meeting agendas and conduct its meetings in a manner consistent with the New York Open Meetings Law. The CBOC shall not have an annual budget, open or maintain any financial accounts, take on any debt or otherwise encumber itself or ECSC or the county or for clarity, the developer or the bills in any way or enter into any contracts or other agreements obligating its ECSC or the county or for clarity the developer or the bills. The county shall provide administrative staff support for the CBOC. Section 4B, role and responsibility of the benefits oversight committee. The CBOC shall review the developer's compliance with the terms and conditions of this agreement and will provide monitor, monitoring, oversight, and accountability in connection with the performance of this agreement. In furtherance on this responsibility, the CBOC shall receive and, rece and review reports from appointed or designated and during the period specific in Section 4D. As set forth in this, agree er, in this agreement, relative to this agreement's progress and developers' good faith efforts to implement the program's comp contemplated by this agreement. The CBOC shall report to ECSC and the county its findings as to whether the developer is complying with the requirement hereunder, including without limitation, making the commercially reasonable efforts to implement the programs um, contemplated by this agreement. I just want to make uh, one point of clarity that uh, the developer is, is effectively the bills. Yes. The developer is static. Right, but if but they are, because um, that came a lot came up a lot during the negotiations. Mm -hmm. Previous, you know, this is previously defined defined in the earlier it section is, of yeah. this agreement. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. it is static, but they are just just for public consumption's sake and here, knowing what the developer needs is. Penny, you might just want to. Yeah, know for I'll the read record. that. Yep. Yeah. And I will note for the record the definitions of who the developer is. Good point. Oh, first page. All right. And I'll read from page one in recitals. The community benefits agreement is entered into as of 
the 29th day, March 2023, by and among the County of Area of New York Municipal Corporation having an official and principal place of business at Rath County Office Building, 95 Franklin Street, Buffalo, New York, 14202, the County, Erie County Stadium Corporation, a New York business corporation and wholly owned subsidiary of the New York State Urban Development Corporation, DBA Empire State Developments, which um, subsidiary is a public benefit corporation having an office and principal place of business at 633 3rd Avenue, New York, New York, 10017-6754, ECSC, Buffalo Bills LLC, a Delaware Limited Liability Company having an office and principal place of business at One Bills Drive, Orchard Park, New York, 14127, The Bills, and Bills Stadium and Events Company, LLC, a Delaware Limited Liability Company, having an office and principal place at business at One Bill Drive, Orchard Park, New York, 14127, The Developer. So, thank you for that. And just another note and, and I guess, question to, to the committee. Um, the last sentence of Section 4A, uh, you know, says the county will provide administrative staff support. So whether we need to determine what that looks like today or just have that in mind as what we're, expe what we're expecting, I know maybe, maybe that gets a little bit more into uh, number three on the agenda, but just, to, just wanted to point that out as well. Thank you very much. And we also, we do actually have assistance from the, county exec or the county's office. Um, we have a representative here today to assist us with that. I will read uh, from section 4D, developer monitoring and administration, and then 4E, public reporting, as that will help us in our discussions um, further down. Uh, developer monitoring and administration, the developer will appoint a community benefits director, um, named a community benefits director, during the project construction phase to provide leadership and implementation and monitoring of this agreement. After completion of construction of the project, the developer will designate an individual to serve as the developer's liaison regarding any issues related to compliance with this agreement. One of the same individuals the developer appoints to the CBOC. Excuse me. Um, for Section 4E, public reporting. In addition to the reports required under Section 4D, the developer and or the bills will provide annual reports to the CBOC that will identify the developer's efforts to comply with this agreement. For the avoidance of doubts, such public reports shall be submitted to ECSC and the county and will reflect efforts by the developer and or the bills, as well as its various contractors charged with construction, operating, and servicing the project. Reports shall include identification of any programs created pursuant to this agreement and performance metrics related thereto. The county and ECSC shall have audit rights to confirm the developers is in compliance with this agreement. I will note um, on section 4D, I have been identified as the community benefits director, so I will serve in that dual role along with this board. Um, in addition to that, I do want to open floor for discussions on public reporting, specifically the types of reports we want to bring here and that is um, noted in 4A, or I'm sorry, 4B. Um, uh, one of the reports being an annual report, 
which this report shall focus on the implementation and monitoring of the agreement. Um, also, that report will include in identifying any programs created pursuant to the agreement and performance metrics related thereto. I'm not sure what you're looking for. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to uh, highlight one of the, the reports okay. that we'll bring to the Community Benefits Oversight Committee and highlighting one of the annual reports and what this will shall entail. Okay. So that we are convening this first meeting in February of 2024. So might we anticipate an annual report occurring in 2024? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. With uh, the fiscal year starting for March 2023 okay. going through here our goal is to make sure that that first year of the CBA okay. has an annual report that will come okay. to this board okay. so just to build on that so our annual um, calendar year for the uh, CBOC will be starting in March it's March to March right now that's where we are designated yes okay. because the effective date of this agreement was the 29th of March 2023 mm -hmm. yes right. I see mm -hmm. okay. So that means an annual report will be forthcoming in relatively short order. It's February 26th. Yep. Yes, okay. And what we want to do is make sure we have a discussion of what time frame and cadence that annual report will be reported here. One, establishing our, our meeting cadence, mm -hmm. um, whether that's quarterly or another um, pattern of meetings, and then when to expect that mm -hmm. annual report for this committee to review. I guess I would prefer not to totally decide that today. Mm -hmm. I think I'd like the opportunity to explore it a little bit with all of you and think it through. It seems like maybe if, if it is your intention to be able to provide the first annual report prior to March 29th, 2023, maybe then we can take a look at that first one and identify, well, what might be, you know, the, just as you said, the cadence, you know, thereafter that we would like to see for reporting and in what fashion. How does that sound, friends? Absolutely. Uh, we're walking into this blind, but we need to yeah. know exactly. Yeah. Um, even the matrix of what they have done so far and mm -hmm. uh, getting that information, uh, they can compile that and we can look at it. And if we need more, yeah. then we ask for more. Sean? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree on, on on sitting with it for a second. I, I would just want to uh, note that I think there's there's a difference there's a different cadence from today until when this the the entire lease effectively comes in and the stadium is complete and what we're and, and our and our role today until until that day. So there may be a need for more frequent reporting under the construction. Uh, portion of this deal, um, and then that that could change once it's more into the uh, thirty-year yeah. uh, process of, of this agreement. So, um, and then also figuring out where our role is in this because there's we're not we're not trying to duplicate the other regulatory mm -hmm. processes through New York State and Erie County. Um, so. Really targeting what our, you know, community benefit 
construction phase uh, benchmarks are and where we're trying to reach and how we're trying to reach those. Yeah. I think just to echo uh, Maria and Reverend Blue, I think uh, the first step will be to get us up to speed uh, initial report with information where it's appropriate uh, mm -hmm. that can be shared with us uh, to determine what our expectations uh, can be or should be moving forward. Penny, may I clarify? I think um, for the purposes of the understanding of the public, Sean's point is really an important one and should be underscored, which is that and it was something that I clarified even when I spoke with the county executive this weekend, which is that the $3 million annually per year um, is an effective arrangement under the new lease. And it's important that the public understands that what's presently under, uh, being undertaken is under the terms of the existing lease. So it is my understanding that the $3 million, that our oversight of that $3 million per year does actually not begin until the ribbon is cut on the new stadium and the new lease is in effect. Is that accurate? That is something we can definitely review and make sure we have discussion on Okay, well, my, to clarify. I, yes, yeah, we should clarify that because, in other words, I don't want the public or this committee to have the expectation that, you know, that there will be a need to begin tracking immediately how we are accounting for $3 million per year in the event that 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 actually does not occur until such time as the new lease begins, which is not until 2026. Steve Gallup, is that accurate? Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. relative to the construction phase. Well, yes, this is why I'm trying to underscore the point that Sean made, which is that, that the, the level of reporting and the nature of the things on which are reported changes under different phases of the activity. So during the construction phase, we might expect that the annual report will include elements related to construction, and post-construction, we might include an annual report that discusses the $3 million. So it, it's really just an, uh, an important point of clarification so that the public understands what is reasonable to expect mm -hmm. uh, in the undertaking of the activity of this committee and the nature of the reporting. Yes. So let me ask a question. Un was the community benefits agreement prior to this, was there one? It, no. Okay. So the expectations of the community is looking at the year 2026 in order for things to happen. Is that? Um, I don't think that's entirely, may I? Yes. Uh, I don't think that's entirely accurate, um, uh, Pastor Blue, because I do think it is reasonable for the community to expect that there is activity relative to both minority participation, workforce participation mm -hmm. goals during the construction phase, and also MWBE participation goals during the construction phase. It's just that it would not be reasonable for the community to expect that we have a report about the $3 million annually until such time as the construction is concluded. This is my understanding, friends. I do not want to pretend to be our counsel. So somebody who is our counsel, some combination of Steve and I would recommend that future uh, committee meetings also include counsel from the county, mm -hmm. from the county attorney's office. But somebody who is our counsel, uh, are you also counsel, Todd? Are, no, uh, I'm not. Tony, beg your pardon. Yeah. So somebody who is our counsel mm -hmm. should make sure that that is clear. But that's my understanding, anyways. I put my husband through law school. I feel like that counts a little. <laughs> yeah. Nevertheless, 
I'm not an attorney. I'll just add specifically to your question, uh, Pastor Blue, on page six. Uh, I think we've kind of gotten through section C already, which is design elements, but section D uh, talks about um, NWBE and participation. Um, and really, that section is supposed to, to go a little bit above and beyond what's required by state law. So it's not talking about you know meeting the 30% goal, um, but how are we going to be inclusive of the local MWBE community? So uh, in my opinion, it, our initial uh, benchmarks are laid out in this, in this section mm -hmm. um, because that really focuses on the construction phase, yeah. CBA yeah. Uh, benchmarks. Yeah. So I think that with that said, I think we just need to make sure that that's clear mm -hmm. uh, to the Absolutely. public that the expectations are, uh, you know, we will be monitoring the MWBE uh, goals and requirements, mm -hmm. Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, um, and that the actual funding piece that um, I think that there has been a lot of focus on that, that that will be uh, at a later date so that that's clear uh, to the general public. Yeah. And I would just add, I don't, I'm not suggesting that we are limited to that. I think we can start, you know, planning for. Right. Once we the, should start planning. How, how is that, gonna, how is that uh, funding going to be implemented and surveying the community, et cetera? So we want to make sure that we let them know about the MWBE participation in the building construction uh, and that the other, I'm not going to say caveat, but the other amenity, which is a $3 million, will start 26. Okay. And to Sean's point, perhaps planning for that mm -hmm. starts far sooner, but, uh, right. but nevertheless, from a reporting point of view, 2026. Mm -hmm. and, and I will add in with the M MWBE, um, part, MWBE, SDVOB participation, that also includes workforce. So we will. I think that's actually uh, that's good because then it gives us, you know, we we have the rest of this year and going into next year to develop guidelines mm -hmm. and application uh, process, what that looks like, how often we review applications, what kind of projects we're looking for in terms of reviewing, um, and what that looks like internally with, on the build site. So I think that gives us some time to start developing that to make sure that we have the information that is clear for the public to understand what the expectations are to, um, you know, to come in for uh, funding uh, for that $3 million. Thank you. So we'll take these notes and comments uh, into our minutes as well as future conversations so we can establish, one, what's the reporting cadence, two, um, the structure of those reports as the construction phase as well as frameworks for the three million dollars implementation so, anything else I can add to these all right so with that we have gotten down to our agenda item number three or I'm sorry number four public comments we'll open that up now to anyone in the audience for public comments and before we do do want to make a reminder as posted on our notice 
that public comments are limited to three minutes, and we have someone who will help us track and manage times. Anyone for public comment? I do not see anyone stepping in or out, so we'll move on from there to item number five, new business. Open the floor for new business. Yes, Maria. I had a few things I wanted us to consider. Um, so the first one is that, um, to your point, Sean, earlier about uh, the county providing um, administrative support, I want to recognize James Blackwell, who's here uh, somewhere, the county's EEO director. He he, did he have yeah, to leave? Okay. Uh, so he has certainly been providing lots of support. I want to note that I think it is important that the county um, have our legal counsel present, um, assuming that uh, uh, that uh, that's sort of understood as part of the, the team that will provide administrative support from the county. Um, and then a second item that I wanted to uh, ask this committee to consider, um, it occurs to me, um, Penny, that you probably are not aware of the public meeting notice process that is undertaken by the county itself. So the county legislature annually uh, identifies a paper of record, and, that, and there are multiple papers of record. And that paper of record then serves for the entire year as the place where all notices will go. So it occurs to me that it would be appropriate for us, given our requirement to serve under open meetings law, to have our uh, notices posted not only in the places that you've identified here, but also with the papers of record that are on record at the county. So I, I don't recall what they were when I left. Sean, do you recall what they are off the top of your um, head? I I know a few. I know most of them, but I don't want to leave one out. So I can provide that information. Okay. But it, it's a that. process yeah. that the county legislature undertakes every year. Every year in January, they identify the paper of record. And then that is the place that the public knows they will find county business. So it seems appropriate to me that we should uh, include that as part of our process. And then the only other thing I wanted us to consider is possibly meeting at the downtown library. It seems to me that this was uh, a challenge to find the right parking lot. I appreciate the escort that mm. brought us here. Um, I'll note that the, the community benefits agreement talks about transportation being a challenge and one of the things that we need to work on. So it seems appropriate that identifying a downtown location for the meeting might be more uh, uh, conducive to the community we are hoping to serve and, and keep informed. Uh, so the downtown, I'm not wed by any means to the downtown library, I just right. identify it because it is commonly well known and they do have auditorium space that could certainly support any of our technical needs, something to consider. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Additional I, would, comments. I, I would echo that or, or even, you know, a, a rotating location. Of sure. Places mm -hmm. around. It is a big county, as yes. the county executive talks about. Yes. State of Rhode Island. More, yeah. Yeah. Yep. More mm -hmm. roads than Rhode Island. Um, and, and uh, uh, you know, a schedule of, of meetings, which, you know, we made it to the, to the point of the cadence and how often we're meeting, um, but trying to have those dates uh, set out uh, into, into the future. Um, so it, on that point, Sean, it occurs to me, I mean, it seems like it might be prudent to set another meeting date. We don't have 
a new meeting date on the agenda, Penny, but it would, uh, it seems to me like perhaps a, um, a date in maybe mid-April would be appropriate. That gives you guys the opportunity to prepare the annual report for the time period which will conclude March 29, 2024, consistent with the agreement, and then have an, a, a meeting in April at some point in order to present that report. Does that seem... For the annual report, I know we are at the end of our our current fiscal year in March. So okay. trying to figure the time frame and cadence of compiling that information, I don't know if April would be too the soon. time too soon for okay. us, mm -hmm. but maybe at a uh, follow-up meeting thereafter mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to give us time to compile mm -hmm. that data. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Well, I. But yes. I, I'm sorry. Let me. Yeah. Let me um, but I do think an April meeting will be suffice for just okay. an update Great. on where we are okay. with the construction and, and so forth currently with the project. So we can provide an update up to that point, okay. but then the annual report, we can make sure that we have the time frame allowable to compile that data and information for this. Community. Yeah, I think that would be helpful uh, yeah. just to, one, get an update. Um, I think that, you know, uh, this is something that, uh, you know, the governor you know, travels all across the state and she talks about the work that we're doing, just how important mm -hmm. uh, this stadium is to this community. Um, and she fought hard to make sure that this happens in our region, that we are able to keep the bills here. So that is something mm -hmm. that we want to make sure that we get an update um, uh, as part of our transparency mm -hmm. to the public um, to make sure that they're aware of what's going on. Um, and you know, have, rotating the meetings would allow folks to be able to attend and just a point of privilege, I just want to acknowledge um, our team, um, you know, to show the governor strong support for, you know, for this and being here. We have Bonnie Kane Lockwood, who is the governor's Western New York director, and Steve Rinaldi, who has done an incredible job. He's actually now on site to help us making sure that we're all up to date at the state level and aware of what's going on. And to, uh, to on, in the back, we have Steve Garlic, who has, uh, you know, negotiated the previous deal and now is part of this deal and our press officer Pamela. Thank you. Um, uh, to the point that Mo just raised, I, I so appreciate your willingness, Penny, to hold a meeting in April even if the report is not finished because as time takes on, um, our ability to ensure that the MWBE requirements and or the workforce elements of the agreement are enacted, um, it becomes less and less possible as we move through the uh, construction phase. So being able to have a meeting, uh, even if the report is not finished, suits me just fine. So I really appreciate that. Um, and then the only other thing that I would say for our next meeting, um, it, it occurs to me that it would be useful to hear from the, the consultant that the bills engaged to provide outreach efforts. Mm -hmm. I feel it was brilliant on your part to really engage a specific consultant for that. You know, the bills have the burden and the blessing of being able to win football games, right? That's your objective. You don't have it as your wheelhouse how to do community outreach. So the fact that you engaged a consultant to lead the community outreach efforts is really to your credit. And I would welcome uh, some presentation from, uh, from that uh, consultant at our next meeting, in addition to an update on the 
construction, I think it would be great to know how those outreach efforts are going. Part of what we are charged with is monitoring that outreach, understanding that outreach, and trying to help overcome any obstacles to, uh, to the engagement that the agreement really calls for. All right, thank you, Maria. We appreciate that, and that we'll take those into consideration for our next meeting. And uh, the key items I wanna just quickly reflect on is one, creating a rotational site for our meetings to ensure that public has access as well as uh, opportunities for engagement. Um, in addition to that, a, an update on the current project at the April meeting mm -hmm. so we can identify where we are currently and all efforts that have been put into place. Inclusive of that, um, that update will also include the community engagement consultant, which is development by GEMS, a local MWBE um, group that we just brought on board in partnership with Gilbane Turner um, and helping to ensure that we have uh, an update on our community efforts from there. Yeah, awesome. Wonderful. And then I had one final piece yes. of new business. Um, Try to come to class prepared. Yes, you do. Uh, we appreciate it. So I'll just invite, I'll just pass those around. Um, what I'm sharing with you is uh, sort of an example of some of the activity that is undertaken by the Community Foundation for Greater Buffalo. So this has to do with our racial, the activity of our racial equity roundtable. And I, I just share it with you um, because I wanted to identify some of the places of additional uh, a, a potential partnership and engagement. So in the community benefits agreement, there are very specific things that are enumerated. MWBE participation, transportation initiatives, workforce training and apprenticeship initiatives, expansion of youth programming, anti-gun violence initiatives, mental health initiatives, higher education support, food security issues, uh, and other programs around upward mobility uh, for county residents in general. M many of those things are things that we work on uh, already, and I, I, I only share it with you to identify possible places of partnership and support. We aim to be as helpful as we possibly can, but I also want to add there are many amazing organizations all throughout our community that are working already on so many of the items that were enumerated specifically in this agreement. And I think as the work of this committee unfolds, it'll really behoove us to identify what partnerships will help uh, get the, the, the maximum amount of impact. And I say that because generally the recipe for success happens when we can align resources and intentions all together, right? And so being able to, to put the, the, the resources and the activity of some of the organizations that are already heavily engaged in so much of what is uh, expressly enumerated here is going to be, I think, part of our recipe for success. Maria, I just want to thank you for sharing this. And, you know, from point of privilege, I had a chance to, in my early uh, onboarding here in, in the great city of Buffalo, had a chance to go attend one of your right. programs, yes, right. the That's East Buffalo right. Tour. Yes. And, and it was fabulous. Thank mm -hmm. you so much mm -hmm. for all the work that you and your organization do. Pleasure. And on the back here is just a snapshot of some of the, the organizations that we partner with to do the activity. By no means a comprehensive list. The Community uh, Foundation's Racial Equity Roundtable partners with more than 350 organizations to undertake any of these activities. So it's just a snapshot, friends, not meant to be a comprehensive list in any way. Wonderful.
Thank you so very much, Maria. Under new business, any additional topics? Yes. Um, I just wanted to, 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 the, to what we can hope to get for our next meeting. I know we mm -hmm. talked, you know, the annual report is not possible, but um, maybe like a, a snapshot of, of where we are thus far in, in MWB utilization mm -hmm. um, in workforce. Uh, doesn't have to be anything pretty, you know, formal and analyzed, but but just a, a shot of where we're at, so we know where we're starting from. Yep. Um, Penny, just to add to two, I think um, uh, two things. Um, I think it will be helpful to understand what community uh, activities that uh, the team is planning to take part in, just so that we understand what uh, that looks like. Even though we don't have the funding immediately for um, uh, put it three million to be able to allocate to programs in the community, but you know programs that the builds are planning to embark on um, on their own. Um, and on the MWBE side, as we uh, when we get to that, I think we need to uh, we just want to be very careful how we explain that to make sure that one our responsibility is to uh, be accountable, but just to show that just as the numbers go up in terms of investment and the MWBE. Uh, number uh, fluctuate, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, we're not uh, aiming to meet the MWE requirements. I think we want to be very careful mm -hmm. how we explain those numbers. Thank you, Mo. We'll make sure we add that part of it. Also, what community groups and activities have the bills done in, hi in their history mm -hmm. uh, in comparing to what they want to do in their future? I uh, just want to get a some type of template, some type of uh, environment on what they have done mm -hmm. and what they're willing to do and how much of a change mm -hmm. uh, in this community benefit agreement uh, and the benchmark that they want to set. So just knowing the history and that will help us even uh, with the community, giving them a, a, some type of temperature on what's going on and what's going to happen in the future. Um, also with that update on the MWBE and the uh, workforce development. Um, that's something that really hasn't happened in the building of the old stadium. So now that we're venturing out into, into what we want today, just to look at what's going on. Um, and hopefully uh, people will see, the community will see the change and the shift in the environment, in uh, the paradigm shift that's going to take place in our community. Thank you, Reverend Blue. I'm, I might just add, um, in the report about, or the update uh, about the activity to date, uh, particularly from the um, MWBE firms that have been engaged and uh, for which a contract has been let, it's, it would be important for this committee to know the uh, sort of headquarters of those companies and the reason I say that is because I you know ideally they are Western New York I understand that that is highly likely to not only be the case in which case then ideally they are also New York State right I, that's you know from an investment a public sector investment the largest uh, public sector investment of course came from the state of New York and then from the county of Erie so trying to understand where our MWBE contractors are hailing from would be useful. Okay, thank you. 
we'll add that on to that add a report line. Okay. We've come to item number six, adjournment. Is there any additional, or are there any additional topics before we adjourn for the day? Uh, just yes. that I'm hoping at our next meeting we can uh, undertake the nominations for a chairperson. Yes. Uh, appreciate your willingness, Penny, to serve kind of as the steward of this committee, uh, absent a chairperson. But I would like to be able to do that at our first, at, at our very next meeting. And I'll only just close with my comments. Um, you know that that what we do here represents really a more than one generational opportunity. And my own measure of success, if we only build a stadium, including a stadium in which the Bills win the Super Bowl, right? If we only do that, we will not have succeeded, right? We have to build a stadium and we have to grow the local economy in a way that meaningfully brings more participation into the economic process. And that includes both our business owners and our workforce. So. We have to build a stadium in which the Bills can win a Super Bowl and grow our local economy. Thank you, Maria. Motion to adjourn. Second. Second. All right. Go Bills! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>